Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Welcome to BrainStuff from How Stuff Works. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. When it comes to searching for microbes on Mars, sending a robotic rover to the most arid environment on Earth is a fine place to start. As described in a study recently published in the journal Frontiers in Microbiology, a team of researchers explored the extreme environment of Chile's Atacama Desert. They wanted to develop strategies that future robotic explorers could use to seek out the hiding places of Martian microbes. In 2020, both NASA and the European Space Agency will launch their first life-hunting rovers to the Red Planet, the Mars 2020 and ExoMars rover missions respectively, so mission managers will need to know where to look. The Atacama Desert is about as extreme as it gets for life to eke out an existence. Not only is the region bone dry, the core of the desert doesn't get any rainfall for decades at a time, but because of its elevation, it also receives high levels of damaging ultraviolet radiation. Plus, the soil is extremely salty. These factors should make the Atacama Desert toxic for life, but according to team leader Stefan Pointing, 
a professor at Yale NUS College in Singapore, some of the bacteria just below the surface, quote, survive right at the limit of habitability. And this is very good news for the prospect of finding microbes on Mars. Pointing's team deployed an autonomous rover-mounted drill and sampling device in the Atacama Desert to see if it could extract soil samples containing microbes down to a depth of 80 centimeters. That's a little over two and a half feet. As a comparison, samples were also dug up by hand. Through DNA sequencing, the researchers found that the bacterial life in the samples from both methods were similar, confirming that these hardy bacteria exist and the autonomous extraction method was successful. This test run shores up hope that if similarly hardy microbes also thrive just below the Martian surface, a robot could find them. However, finding microbial biosignatures on Mars could be very challenging for a remotely operated Mars rover. The researchers found that the subsurface population of bacteria were extremely patchy, correlating with increased salt levels that restricted the availability of water. A pointing put it this way, the patchy nature of the colonization suggests the rover would be faced with a needle in a haystack scenario in the search for Martian bacteria. Previous studies have described the ubiquitous population of relatively unremarkable photosynthetic bacteria that populate the surface of the desert in Chile. These are microorganisms that get their energy from sunlight. Things start to get a lot more interesting, and indeed more alien, just below the surface. Pointing said, we saw that with increasing depth, the bacterial community became dominated by bacteria that can thrive in extremely salty and alkaline soils. They, in turn, were replaced at depths down to 80 centimeters by a single specific group of bacteria that survive by metabolizing methane. These specialized microbes have been found before in deep mine shafts and other subterranean environments, but they've never been seen beneath the surface of an arid desert. Pointing said, the communities of bacteria that we discovered were remarkably lacking in complexity, and this likely reflects the extreme stress under which they develop. Finding highly specialized microbes that can thrive in the extremely dry, salty, and alkaline Mars-like soils in the Atacama Desert suggests methane-utilizing bacteria could also thrive on the Red Planet. Elevated levels of methane have been observed on Mars by various spacecraft over the years, most recently measures made by NASA's Curiosity rover, and that's a big deal. On Earth, biological and geological processes generate methane, and, in turn, microbes can metabolize methane for energy. The discovery of methane in the Martian atmosphere could mean there's some kind of active biology going on underground. To confirm this, we need microbe-seeking missions that will drill below the surface, and now we have a strategy to track them down. Should microbial life be found on Mars, it would undoubtedly be the most significant scientific discovery in human history— but in the proud human tradition of naming new things, what would we call our newly discovered Martian neighbors? Would we just copy the system of how we name life on Earth? Pointing said, the way we assign Latin names to terrestrial bacteria is based on their evolutionary relationship to each other, and we measure that using their genetic code. The naming of Martian bacteria would require a completely new set of Latin names at the highest level if Martian bacteria were a completely separate evolutionary lineage. That is, they evolved from a different common ancestor to Earth bacteria in a second genesis event. Granted, if we find the genetic code of Mars life to be similar to Earth life, it could be that life was transferred from Earth to Mars in the ancient past via a massive impact, a mechanism known as panspermia. But if we find a truly novel genetic code that emerged on Mars, the implications for our understanding of life would be profound. Pointing said, if we find truly native Martian bacteria, I would love to name one and call it Planeta Desertum Superstes, which translates in Latin to survivor on the desert planet. Today, 
Today's episode was written by Ian O'Neill and produced by Tyler Klang for iHeartMedia and HowStuffWorks. For more on this and lots of other hearty topics, visit our home planet, HowStuffWorks.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across, uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work.